0: Welcome to the Department of Homelander Security, the officially unofficial podcast for the boys on Amazon Prime. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're covering season three, episode five, the last time to look on this world of lies. Huh. I don't know what that title means. Do you it's have a any insight? it's.
1: It's a unique result. If you search for it on Google, of course, this is the only th- this is before the release of the episode. Uh, the only thing you can find is a reference to this being an upcoming episode of The Boys. So I don't think it's a Shakespeare sonnet or uh, a lesser known teaching of Sun Tzu. Uh, I, I I don't know. I, I'm a, I'm assuming it's a comic book. Uh, reference just like last year's glorious five-year plan is too but uh we'll see because like i said i don't i don't read the comic books i just watch the show Mm -hmm. so i'm not plugged on this um i guess it could uh refer to the crimson countess because this is the last time she looked on this here world of lies (laughs) (laughs) in Uh, a very emphatic way uh yeah i mean there's a lot uh, there's
0: a lot about uh this has Stranger Things vibes. Friends don't lie, right? Like uh, Starlight's mm. very much not a fan of Huey deceiving her or not telling her the whole truth here. I but I don't know how that applies to the last
1: time. Um, yeah, you know, her, I want her like, and Huey get to a breaking point now because he just can't stop this shit. Like this yeah, has been a long-standing a problem in their relationship. Is he just cannot tell her? The truth when he thinks it might cause her to not like him. And which, of course, is like reflexively, that's a shitty thing to do. Right. It's a it's a controlling thing to like, oh, this person's not going to like that. I'm just I'm going to lie about it to keep him from knowing.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, it's insecurity.
1: It's uh,
0: I mean, he's obviously dealing with insecurity issues. um, Oh, yeah. Has been since day one. Screaming. Now he's got kind of a a silver bullet for that, and he's I, I think addicted to it. Not not necessarily physically addicted to V, but definitely mentally, he's addicted to V.
1: Quickly becoming psychologically depending on it. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, what do you think of the episode overall? It's getting so it's so frustrating in a good way. Um, <laughs> this this Homelander running amok. Yeah. There is some signs I think it's interesting. I, I felt like maybe there is a, t- a twinge of fear when uh, Homelander is trying to address the soldier boy thing. And I don't know if it's because for the first time he feels like he's in power and he doesn't know what to do or he's actually afraid of what, you know, the this, this soldier boy thing might be uh, the p- potentially fi- a, a, a big problem for him. Uh, or maybe something that can defeat him. Like, do you do you think that he knows enough deep vault lore that he's plugged into Soldier Boy's true fate and capabilities?
0: I didn't get that impression. Um, the The impression I get from Homelander this episode is he's having trouble filling the very big shoes of Stan Edgar. Uh, Stan Edgar had a handle on the business portion of this that Homelander has never had to touch because Stan was there, and now that he is effectively running this company I know he's a promoted Ashley to CEO or whatever but that that seems like a title thing only um, he's way in over his head and I think he realizes it especially in that meeting where they they mentioned you know some some stats some important business stats and he doesn't even know what they mean so right yeah to add to the superhero's already insecure pile of trauma Um,
1: and self-doubt, there you go. Now put him in a room with people who know more than him. Do you think we're actually going to like any of the primary protagonists by the time this show is over? Because I feel like Butcher and Huey, the it, the closest I've got of a true blue, I'm on his side 100%, is Marvin, Mother's Milk. Mm-hmm. Or is it Melvin? Uh, they fuck him over in a particularly cruel, um, thoughtless way. You know, they use yep. him, just nakedly use him for his contacts, for his experience. And then they incapacitate him, backstab him in the back because they knew he would not go along with a plan this fucking insane, this mm-hmm. fucking morally compromised. Um, I'm I'm going to find it really hard to like Butcher. Like I might enjoy watching Butcher go on rampages, but like think of mm-hmm. him as a protagonist, as a heroic protagonist again and Huey, I'm kind of almost already there anyway, uh, to the extent that Butcher lays out as his, his brutal logic of all soups have to go. He's kind of in that category now. What What do you think? Sure. I don't know, because I look at this and I see
0: Huey as the bigger threat long term. Um, hmm. So someone with that much t- who feels like they have that much to make up for hmm. will almost certainly get. Addicted to this, the feeling of having superpowers. And I think that can drive you uh, to places, dark places, pretty fast. And I don't see Butcher as having that same problem. um Butcher feels to me more like he's doing it because he wants to end this problem of Homelander and he sees it as a necessity. Whereas Huey is like leaning into it in a dangerous way, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I, I think, if anything, Butcher is going to be the guy who, like, we're rooting for to take down the monster
1: that is monster man by the end of this maybe not season but series i love it in this episode the monster man as as uh, he's wont to do runs off fleeing into the dark woods at night <laughs> uh huh ah, ah, emotional damage ah, and he's just running <laughs> off um I got to ask you this. What did you think of the big budget Hollywood musical that broke out in the middle of this?
0: <sighs> I am not a fan. To me, these types of things are purely time wasters. They're they're not they're not telling story. Oh. They're style. They're all style. Right. It doesn't it doesn't tell me anything about these characters that I didn't get from
1: the moment before that led into this song and dance number. I'm I'm not a fan. Spoken like the cold-hearted cyborg that you are. I I, if I don't know if it makes you feel any better because I loved it as much as you hated it. Like of course. I, of course. <laughs> I, I, and especially since it's, it's, it's a purely fantasy sequence, they've done this before on Mad Men. I, I actually think every show should do this once a season. They should just spend five minutes to busting all the crew. Like they all want to sing and dance anyway. They're all actors, actors. Let just, just let them do it. Uh, it's fan service. It made me really happy. I thought it was exceptionally well done. I thought uh, Kamiko and Frenchie looked super cute doing it. Um, I yeah, I it it, it 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 did waste ninety seconds of screen time, but I'm glad they did. I, I put did a me. huge smile on my face.
0: You know, there's there's been one time I can remember where this actually worked, and it's not a song and dance number, but it's about as close as you get. It's Patrick Stewart doing Shakespeare on the bridge of the Star Trek Enterprise. Mm. Uh, uh, the, the bridge of the enterprise on star trek the next generation he's trying to because run he has to convince someone that he he is in love with a woman who they have kidnapped it's yeah. it's an incredible scene and it ties directly into the plot and it's necessary for the plot and those are the types uh, of excursions into the fantastic that i enjoy i'll say
1: uh, well i i loved it i loved it so sure. i uh and a lot of people so probably, probably did Assuming they don't do it anymore, I think uh, it's it's fine, and I'm glad I'm glad they did it. Glad they yeah. did it. I hope they don't alienate the people people like Jim. No,
0: I mean overall, I like this episode quite a bit. Um, yeah, it, it sets up some really scary stuff for the future. Uh, it's got some really cool scenes. I'm excited to talk about it. Why don't we get into it? Let's do
1: it.
0: All right, Mother's Milk watches Russian testing on soups, which I think this is specifically Soldier Boy. While yes. Frenchie prays over Kimiko's battered but stable for now body, MMs uh, pissed that at Butcher for abandoning their ethos, which is that no one should have the kind of power that his V twenty four gave him. Butcher doesn't care; he's got a mission.
1: Well, fucking fairies and dancing dildos. <laughs> Um, yeah, this this stuff with uh, Soldier Boy is pretty grim, dark. I <laughs> like uh, them, uh, you know, the Russian droning on about the tissues show remarkable resilience, especially, even the internal. And they're just emptying a machine gun and right into his mouth.
0: And they're talking radiation
1: about stuff is forcing him up. to drink drink yeah. acid and pump radiation up his ass, and they're testing his corneal strength with razor blades, and th- it just. Yeah, it just seems very like Soldier Boy might be a monster, but like, you know, he's still a human and seeing someone used as a test lab and he scream into stuff clearly is not comfortable, uh, even if it's not lethal. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's pretty shitty, pretty shitty. It's it's the shades of Weapon X, uh, the the Wolverine uh, plot from from X-Men. Yeah, it's torture. It's exactly what it is. Medical torture. Uh,
0: Huey is sick after the V-24 and Butcher sees him as Lenny, you know, he's, he's been seeing him as Lenny throughout the, the season. But here we get another glimpse of that. Making that explicit uh, uh, connection there. Yeah. Uh, Lenny being his younger brother for uh-huh. people who don't remember. Um, Ashley's installed the CEO of Vought International and Homelander meets with the board who gives him the ass kissing of his life, which actually really annoys him.
1: Yeah, and you can see that uh, the bo- the the bomb sound is back in his head. It disappeared mm. for one one episode, but it's it's back. Because uh, that's the thing. The theme of the show is if you have something, if you have a, a core emptiness inside of you. Then getting the next thing is never going to make you happy. It's going to make you happy for a, a fleeting moment, and then the the yawning ga- gaping hole inside of you is going to continue to yawn and gape. Uh, and that's I thought that's well illustrated with Homelander here. That now, in fact, he's probably going to be more miserable because he's uh, actively in over his head in so many aspects of this of, of running this company.
0: Yeah, that's the other thing about this scene is they mention just you know. T- some surface level uh, stats terms to him about the company and financials and and metrics. And he just doesn't understand what any of it means. Um, So he definitely feels in over his head. Um, And it's not made better by these people kissing his ass. Mm -hmm. So another new appointment, the deep uh, is made head of the, crime analytics at Va- That's the, that's the Those team cr- that's underground in their underground bunker, their dark room with their computers and shit, just hunting down criminals. Excuse me. I think you mean crime anal ticks. crime anal ticks. Yes. I love that yes. shot. <laughs> <He> <laughs> takes the perfectly wrong cupcake. Uh, uh-huh. uh, the team really doesn't understand why he's the new head, but
1: he is. Um, yeah. Uh, and then there's this ominous uh, yeah, I'm taking control of the department and uh, there, there are going to be some performance reviews but it's just a formality don't worry about it and we'll revisit sure. that by the end of the episode and I mean really his wife is the new head of crime analytics seems Not like gonna... it seems like it
0: and then Mother's Milk and Frenchie take Kamiko to the hospital uh, or le- leave the other two boys to go to the hospital with her and Butcher and Huey are left together to go on their mission
1: I like Butcher's like, uh, yeah, okay, uh, she'll be fine. I'll see you tomorrow. And Mother's just like, fuck you, as he gets into his car, peels off. Uh, yeah. This is not a team. This is not a team. No. Oh. And Huey's like, well, Butcher, you still got me. And, and Butcher's <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, what is that even? <laughs> what does it come to? Uh, so Vaught covers Supersonic's death
0: as a drug overdose. And Starlight visits Huey to tell him the truth about Supersonic's death. He tries to comfort her, but she notices his arms healed. And he's he's obviously on the juice. He's forced to tell her the truth about what happened in Russia. She's pissed about all of it, especially the V-24 use. And he tells her how much he loved being a soup. And I, I mean, I think the thing she's afraid of here ultimately is that she'll lose him when when he's out there doing stupid stuff like that. Right. Uh, I think by the end of this season, she'll have more to be afraid of than losing him.
1: Yeah. Or maybe she won't be afraid of it anymore because she's already lost him or he's turned into a giant piece of shit because he's just on that fucking ragged edge of, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't lie to the people you love, man. You gotta, you gotta tell them the truth. And if they don't like it, you gotta take them lumps. You gotta deal with the consequences of you. Um, doing things that piss off or hurt people you know you can't just hide it from him you can't sweep it under the rug um, and the way he tries to sweep
0: this under the rug with candy booze and bath bombs it's like th- that's this the thing. is just
1: so superficial it's very it, it's almost it's, yeah it's almost disrespectful to like yeah. oh i'm gonna pamper your your bet your childhood best friend just got his face ripped off by homelander uh and, and also it, it didn't you feel and- like Well, that's the thing. It it felt more like a bribe or a distraction than a true trying to care for someone in the way that they need to be cared for in a particular uh, point in time. Yeah. So, again, it's more about Huey and him manipulating her than I'm doing something. I'm just going to take all the cares away from you, babe. And Uh, then I find
0: it hilarious that later Starlight takes these candies down to crime analytics to try and get information out of (laughs) them. So they were good for something.
1: Well, they're the... the, uh, uh, they're the, the didn't they I forget who likes almond joy and who doesn't, but that was Me a too. that was a plot from last because I remember having because I I fucking love almond joy. I'll take all your Ugh. bits of almond joy for sure, for sure. I got to buy the king size versions, got four of them, uh, and I won't share them. Like I, I'll get to tear and share, and I'll tear. And I won't share. <laughs> I get so. the king size
0: and I throw it in the toilet and flush it. <laughs> because that's where well, it belongs why,
1: just leave it for me man you have to buy no our,
0: it, no 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 one should be subjected to you're that
1: saving me for myself i see yeah i see uh,
0: i love the, the other it. hilarious thing i like in this scene is how he describes the teleporting where he just says i was about to i say, didn't know how to do it i just clenched my butt and jumped
1: <laughs> <laughs> so apparently yeah clenching is how it works it's some kind of instinct whatever it is it's an instinctual thing that you you know it's like it's it's not something you have to learn how to do necessarily which kind of blows my theory of like why homelander might have an advantage because he's had the mastery of the powers oh right yeah uh if they're just kind of in inherently instinctual uh you use it like an extinction extension of your own body Mm -hmm. um but yeah it was fun just just clench your butt and jump Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm So then we see a
0: very quick scene of Soldier Boy sneaking through the Russian airport through the the baggage uh, mm-hmm. sorting facility. And then Butcher is visited by Maeve, who gives him more V 24. And they drink together, talk about how they can get at Homelander. And Butcher talks about the effect the V 24 had on him, making him more him, which is scary to him because he's already a lot. Uh, he says that all soups have to die. And then. That causes Maeve to to make a move on him. Put the moves on him and they bang. Uh, That was kind of a surprise turn. Power fuck, yeah. Yeah. Uh, There's a mention of a drug overdose at the beginning of this episode with Supersonic, right, as the the cover Uh for his death. Is there any chance that Butcher tries to inject more than one vial of this and overdoses, (sighs) you know, in pursuit of, like, more
1: power than Homelander has? Might. Or he, he um or maybe he, Huey does I can what, see what, do you, what do you call it when you uh take another dose before the other dose comes out you're I don't you're know you're like you know burning one into the other or you're chasing the high or you re-upping or yeah I could see him doing that where it's like you know instead of taking 24 hours off he just goes right back in chasing yeah. the high tickling the dragon tickling the yeah. dragon's tail um it is. What do you think the symbolism is, or what they're going for with Butcher putting the uh, Becca necklace back on? The, I think at Saint Michael.
0: Yeah, he gave it to I Ryan. Mean,
1: Ryan threw it at his feet as in, in his rejection of him. Mm-hmm. They always kept him safe, but Becca's gone now. It seems weird that he put it back on. It's almost like uh, signaling a redemption arc, but if anything, he's going even grayer and blacker right yeah i don't know i
0: don't know uh i i found it interesting that the video was never a bluff to butcher even when mave turns uh, you know puts the consequences of that into stark relief here and says it would send him over the edge and he'd kill a million people butcher is like yeah that was never a bluff to me
1: I'll i'll play that card yeah that's wild um he has no lines that he won't cross to like eliminate yeah. soups. It sounds like, hmm. and and the fact that he doesn't make any exception that you all have to go, that's ominous. Like yep. it's genocidal. Um, unless you are, and it seems like you are on to something with your the theory that soldier boys power nullifies other soups. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe they, there's a way to de-superfy everybody and then forget about V. Huh?
0: Yeah, how long does um, that
1: last? Is it permanent or is it Dude, it's it's like the idea of like uninventing nuclear bombs. It seems sure. yeah. pointless. It it seems like it's like one of those ideas It's like, "Oh, wow, I wonder why no one else thought of it," you know? Mm-hmm. Um it it's, it's 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 a non-solution solution.
0: Yeah, cats out of the bag on that. Now we just have to learn to control it and deal with it. Um, yeah yeah which i don't think
1: butcher's willing to, to to let that go um yeah you're right or will, willing to consider that and i also said mave like is there something about her being self-loathing herself that when uh butcher said that it made her super horny or is she trying to fuck herself onto his good side <laughs> like i think it's probably
0: the former more than the latter me too. yeah i think she does realize that yeah i could i could be a problem too because she's gone off the rails i mean last season you know if she had a tendency to want to kill people instead of fuck people uh
1: she would have been out there doing that it's also interesting how they use like um maves clearly some kind of bisexual flavor but the way they portrayed it on the show is when she's healthy and sober she's you know she loves she's got the love of a good woman and it's or 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 she's single and when she's going through a self-destructive phase and she's drinking she's doing drugs and she's she's going through piles of dudes and 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 dudettes uh i wonder if this is like you know the fact that the, the other thing is like you know you could there's there's whole shades to this game man you can be uh homosexual um but you can be bisexual and like a uh, uh like like uh but but only homo romantic like you know Maeve only could only like really love as a girlfriend or a wife a woman but she's sexually attracted to men so I, I I don't know but like it seems like the show codes it as like when she starts drinking and starts going after God that that's like a self destructive thing for her and fucking butcher yeah I totally mean, right super self destructive <laughs> he's a mess sure I don't care who you are fucking butcher. You're self-destructing. <laughs> yeah. So I felt that as a, it's almost a cry for help when she, she started slamming him. Uh, Nina and
0: her goon are in Kimiko's hospital room. When Frenchie returns, she's having trouble with her contacts and tells Frenchie, you're going to have to go deal with it by killing a man and a young girl. Kamiko wakes up, sees her wounds haven't healed. And she is super happy. Uh,
1: Cause she realizes it means her powers are gone. Yeah, give me something heavy so I can't lift it just to test. Like I heard joy, yeah. so uh, I think contagious. I, I I really like the detail of Frenchie when he's talking to little Nina and he's using French and he refers to butcher as mon uh, monsieur charcuterie or something. It's like Mister Butcher, but it's in f- the French uh, version. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't. I didn't have the subtitles, but it's something like monsieur charcuterie. You know, <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Uh, but Nina is like classic, uh, mafioso, you know, um, mm-hmm. there's, there's a plot, similar plot going on, uh, the offer this week where it's like, once you are in, once you do a deal, once you cross this line, there's no way you can get out of this. And Nina yeah. considers herself owning Frenchie at this point, uh, I don't understand why this is a big problem. He works for an official branch of the U S government and as powerful as Nina, might be, she's just a fucking gangster, not even a particularly mm-hmm. powerful or well-connected one. So what the fuck? Why doesn't he just be like, all right, butcher before we do anything else, we're going to take out Nina. That will be five minutes of our life. And then we just go on with it.
0: Yeah. I mean, he could certainly get that done. Um, I don't know if he's going to get offered a
1: vial of V24 at some point to go do it himself mm-hmm. or what but they're all putting pressure on the individual members of the boys to compromise when it comes to V
0: yeah, and, and I up. don't want
1: everybody to have that plot this season right that's like not super interesting need, but probably everyone needs to be tempted or tested though um, yeah, and then you got Kimiko as the control who is like right. used to be the one that had the powers and she's going to be powerless uh, mm-hmm. interesting contrast Powerless and loving it.
0: Yeah. Uh, Starlight confronts a train about ratting her out to Homelander and asks uh, why he's so desperate to be with people who hate him, which stings a little bit. Yeah, he doesn't have a uh, good answer for it. No. Oh. Uh, Ashley then tells a train that Homelander has agreed to have blue Hawk meet with him. And actually he's outside right now. So they sit down together and a train tries to explain to blue Hawk how his actions are racist And Blue Hawk agrees to apologize publicly and a train seems dissatisfied by that somehow, like almost like this was too easy. You know, this doesn't feel right because there was no pushback.
1: Yeah. Like, or maybe, um, because at some extent, an apology just won't cut it, you know? Uh Um, and I think it's kind of like, the 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 you know he's asking for one thing and he got it he's realizing like even if he gets this it's still not going to be inadequate and then the way this thing turns out holy shit yeah yeah it's pretty devastating not great um
0: all right soldier boy is in Manhattan he's getting acclimated to the cosmopolitan nature of the city and he hears Russian music and has an episode that causes him to blast some
1: civilians. Uh,
0: he's flashing back here to the torture.
1: Not only that, but like it, there's also a, a little bit of he doesn't recognize the America he's coming back to. Oh yeah, totally. No, like is, he doesn't like the politics. Era. He's seeing like the open embrace of of uh, gay culture. There, he's, he's making a face at the Sikhs he sees walking down the streets with their their headgear. And then the thing that finally triggers him is I think the Russian radio, like you know the uh-huh. explicit torture. But he was uncomfortable with modern American culture manifestly, which is it. That's always been a part of like Captain America's thing, but not like that. Like caps never in <laughs> right. like a hateful way, but more of like, oh man, time has passed me by. It it's more of like, oh my God, I don't even know what it is. is uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't think Captain America is disturbed by the things he sees. He's just a fish out of water. Yes, um, exactly. Yeah. But this guy, yeah, definitely seems to not like what he's seeing. Mm hmm. Then M.M. visits his daughter and sees uh, another thing that he doesn't like. Uh, She's being indoctrinated to love Homelander by her stepfather. And M.M. tells him to knock it the hell off, which, of course, he's not going to. Um, Then the report of Soldier Boy's Midtown Explosion comes on the TV and M.M. has flashbacks to, you know, car crash stuff. Uh, He has to abandon his plans with his daughter. And uh, boy, I'm... I picked up on it when I saw him leaning in last episode to this, this speech that Homelander gave, but boy, he has gone way farther, way faster than I thought. He's buying his daughter exclusively lunch pails with Homelander and toys of Homelander. And he's got the, Cameron, whatever his name is, show running yeah. 24-7. Vought News is on
1: 24-7. Right, with the interviews and the the, And it's also that annoying over. thing where, like, that person is so far gone that it's hard to have a conversation. Like, when he's like, hey, I want to talk to you about what my daughter's watching. I understand the language is spicy. Mm-hmm. That's not why we hate this person. Right. You get that, right? It's not about their outward it's the reprehensible moral. It's about views. their worldviews and the conclusions yeah. you can trace from it. Uh, in in a season where I'm increasingly feeling that disconnected from some of the political commentary, because um, I noticed this like I just did a rewatch of all the Jurassic worlds, and there's a really obvious uh, Donald Trump surrogate in ah, yes. uh, Fallen Kingdom. And when I watch this stuff, I always I feel I, I don't know, man, it leaves me kind of cold uh, when I see Homelander running a press conference like I've seen some, you know, uh, a, a president recently run where everyone's just going around and blowing them. And it's all this obsequious stuff uh, when I see a department, it's been gutted by talented, hardworking people because they didn't have political affiliations correctly uh, by an incompetent. But like, I don't know what I'm supposed to feel when I watch that but it's not like f- humor or dark chuckles or like uh, y- yeah uh-huh. it's just like that's the way it is it feels is. too real in a way right like i
0: yeah. i'm i'm incapable of being on the same page of the sh- as the show is because this is happening in real life uh-huh and and the show wants me i, I mean the show knows that right i mean the show wouldn't do yeah. it if it wasn't happening in real life but also it plays it, I
1: think, for comedy. It's hard to say that this scene is comedy. Um, it feels toothless is what it feels like. When you have a you're sh- right. it, it, That that's what it does. It feels like it's almost performative because all it can do is hold up a
0: mirror. Right. It can't say anything about it because everything that is to be said about it has already been said in
1: public forums. And it's also it, weird serious, because. By much
0: more serious people, right? It's, yeah
1: it it is also frustrating that it posits that these people are invincible and cannot be defeated like homelander where like i don't i it almost like it i worry that it's like a person could watch this and like uh there's like this this there's this induced helplessness i've seen creep into uh especially well educated uh relatively wealthy people that's like oh fuck there's so many problems there's nothing can be done you know global warming and you know, creeping fascism and racism and sexism, just like, it's just the way it's going to be. And there's nothing that can stop. And like, I almost wonder if like putting all this into this big power fantasy of Homelander um, is a good thing. Cause it's like a satire. It's almost like give up or let some power, equally powerful, unaccountable people take care of it. Because, and all of us civilians can just go about our business and, 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 yeah. You know, if you're not on V24, there's nothing you can do. Um, yeah, like Homelander gave the post 9-11 Bush speech, you know, when a crisis hits, like, you know what? Because like I remember when I was in my mid-20s and I was a much more conservative person and I was watching that press relief. And, and I remember th- walking away from it thinking, we're supposed to be on a war footing, but the way we we're not going to be rationing anything. We're not going to be drafting anybody. We're not going to we're just we're just supposed to shop and eat out at restaurants and go to movies and spend money. That's how we contribute to what this bullshit, man. I don't know. Something. Yeah. Something a little off about the commentary and maybe it's me or maybe it's our place in the world, but I'm not as entertained as I've been in years past. Yeah,
0: no, I'm with you. Um, So. Homelander gets the news about the Manhattan explosion and starts to get the media response prepared. Starlight is more interested in stopping the actual perpetrator. And he tells Starlight, you know what? Go stop it yourself if you're so interested. And she calls up Huey and he asks her to look for soldier boy. Uh, Boy, boy, this massive inferiority complex from Homelander's board meeting. This is the this is the follow on effect from that, right? It's like, yeah he's, he's trying to compensate for that and he's using terms. He doesn't even fully understand and I'm not even sure he Mm -hmm. got right. I didn't watch the scene again, but, uh, yeah, this is the response of a very insecure person being out of their depth and And trying to take control.
1: Bomb going off sound in his head is intensifying. Yeah. He's withdrawing inside himself. Yeah.
0: Um, and butcher and Huey go to the site of the explosion and he sees one of his co-workers there who asks him about his now healed arm. I think that's going to come back on him. Oh, yeah. With Newman. Uh, there's radiation at the site, we find out. And M.M. shows up and joins with Butcher and Huey to get Soldier Boy. And he gets a clue from their location that Soldier Boy is actually looking for a soup named The Legend.
1: Is um, he I guess- a soup or just a dude? I think he's just a dude, right?
0: Is he just a dude? Okay, I, well, I assume he, he was is a, a legend.
1: I'm, we'll talk about it yeah, when we get I, to that scene, I guess. Oh yeah, what a great scene! Um, I guess, the whole yeah. the, the uh, you know mother's milk realizes like you know I, I I he knows that butcher and Huey are bad and he doesn't want to be associated with them, but they point out, well, what are you going to do when you find Soldier Boy? Because he's way outside of your threat league, uh, or threat you know your your threat level and you it's like, you know, a dog that's chasing a car. What are you going to do when you catch it? You know, <laughs> uh, and Marvin having to realize, yeah, I guess they got me there. And he's, 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 he's with them by necessity.
0: Yeah. Uh, starlight works with crime analytics to get a lead on soldier boy. Uh, unfortunately the team is only two people now after Homelander read their tweets, fired everybody who had, uh, who had hot takes about Vought, I guess.
1: Or specifically Homelander. Um, again, like I said, yeah. super you got these people who like say what you will about the soups that we saw from previous seasons that they're pretty dedicated and good at like they're they're at least half the reason why the seven is as successful as they are, because they're this elite kind of like crime analytics discovery tracking, mm-hmm. you know, get get the heroes lead so they can bust heads kind of thing. And the deep has completely stripped the 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 department bear. There's only two people left <laughs> in the whole yeah. Yeah. Uh, A-Train brings
0: Blue Hawk down to his brother's community center to make a public apology. His brother's reluctant to let him speak, but he does anyway. And then Blue Hawk reads this prepared statement with zero sincerity. Uh, The people press him on his confession and he freaks the fuck out. He starts attacking people, shouting soup lives matter. Uh, A-Train's brother is injured in this whole commotion. Boy, it's a fiasco. Which I mean, this seems like yeah, the way it goes. <laughs> I, I don't know. The only other way this could have gone is if he read that prepared statement. Nobody said anything. He walked out, and nobody believed him.
1: Yeah, and it's like this it's not just perfunctory. It's like a total non-apology. He's like, "I'm sorry if people perceived sorry or if you were if offended, you, but if you exactly, yeah. but you know." And then you let. And the, the thing is, is like I guess to the extent that I'm fed up, are getting. I finding some of this commentary tedious. I wonder what I would feel like if I was, you know, like a black person or in a community where like you are living this 24 seven and you're here. And the other thing I didn't like about it is like they're throwing out a lot of stuff about crime statistics, but they're not providing the other side because a train is not. Educated himself enough to point out the flaw of the reasoning here. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's kind of dangerous to be like having a Nazi run around spewing, you know, anti-Jewish propaganda and not having another character push back against it.
0: No, you this know? this
1: is. Um, and like I wonder if this is intentional or if this is accidental, if this is like, hey,
0: we know that we're speaking to an audience who is smarter than that. Or if they just aren't. Aren't looking at it from all angles.
1: Well, that's part of the problem is, like, I think, like, the average liberal person is not equipped to have a, a like, from a first principles and statistics conversation about this stuff because we're not. Yeah, we, I guess so. We are, tre- like, I mean, at least that's the way I was raised as a Gen Xer is kind of, like, the ideal is to be colorblind. And I've realized, you know, at this point <laughs> in my life yeah. that, well, as long as color is a thing in society, we need to be able to see it because it'll blind ourselves to inequities as as, as opposed to blinding ourselves to our differences. So and I, think generations- I don't know. Maybe they will do a better job of that, um, or they 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 will find a way to um, you know using A Train's brother, who seems like he's got his head screwed on straight, or some of these community activists. Maybe they will be able to give a voice to to that. Because otherwise, I don't know. I'm a little uncomfortable with just essentially. Because it's like I think that's the problem. Is it's portrayed as if not that what this guy's is saying is not true. It's that he's it's just gauche for saying it. And both things are true. It's it's entirely misleading and will send you down the wrong prescriptive path for society. And also, yes, he's gauche and, and, and uh, ignorant for saying it. Yeah, I do feel like people who are younger than us are
0: savvier than us when it comes to this kind of stuff. Um, Maybe. You know, the, so. the do your own research thing kind of cuts both ways, right? Sure. Like that can be a, a, a battle cry for idiots, but it can also be... Uh, a serious thing for people who are in the know. Um, And I feel like, yeah, younger generations are, are better at that stuff. And as much as, you know, the show is tailored to them, then they're probably okay. Leaving some of that stuff out, but there are always going to be people who are watching this, who aren't that way. And who see this and are like, no, he's actually right. You know, and they don't have any good response to it. So
1: Yeah. 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 And I think that's part of the reasons like this generation is particular kind of things are coming to a head because we did spend a generation telling people you're not allowed to say things instead of like right, that's a good question. Well, here's the actual answer. And and mm-hmm. and and it's satisfying and it makes sense and experts agree on it. Uh it's just kind of been like, well, it's rude to say these things. And that's not the problem. Uh right. <laughs> it, it, it 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 fucks society long term by allowing these beliefs to to continue unchallenged. Next up is a
0: scene that I probably most enjoyed this entire episode. Uh, Mother's Milk, Huey, and Butcher visit the legend. They ask him if he's seen Soldier Boy. He denies it at first, but eventually agrees to talk about Soldier Boy's visit. And he says he came to pick up his supersuit and his girlfriend's address, which is where he's now headed. Uh, his girlfriend being Crimson Countess. Uh, my description of this scene does not do it justice. I'm, I'm Columboing it, getting just the facts, but... Boy, it's entertaining because the legend is played by Paul riser who is having—is this a Reizasance?
1: Is that what yeah, they're Yeah, is the only way. We, <laughs> <it's> the only <laughs> way
0: you can call it, man. Between Stranger Things and this, he is making a comeback, and he is doing—he's playing some really good roles. I thoroughly enjoyed him in this scene as the producer is, who is like, "Fuck yes. everybody in Hollywood," and been there. And the this is Bob thing Evans. This,
1: this is Bob Evans from The Offer. <laughs> Sure. I mean,
0: the greatest thing about this is this is potentially Paul Reiser. Like, Paul Reiser has been mm. in Hollywood enough that when I see these photos on his wall of him shaking hands and hobnobbing with all the sure. Hollywood elites, I'm like, that's probably just photos from his his home
1: collection. Like, right. he probably just really has these photos in his stash. And it's fun it's because cool. Paul Reiser brings kind of like a bit of a sleazy Mm cover-up narcissist flavor that can then be played uh like in stranger things it's largely subverted but here they're just leaning into it this guy is the guy who's butter churning the crest of falcon crest he is fuck he's 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 letting brando fucking but who's really getting fucked because he shaved 10 (laughs) points off his contract it's just (laughs) like constantly looking into the younger people for approval and like you know like (laughs) <laughs> yeah like he thir- has no name idea checking who kelly. shannon tweed and all these other people who are like
0: of Which, a bygone
1: hollywood era and he yeah. has no idea who they are yeah like like shannon tweed and kelly lebrock mean something if you're older sure, than 40 sure. but for you know the monster man here who mm-hmm. is very much middle of the road millennial it's like a literally who you know yeah uh I don't know. It's great, but yeah, they, they get some There's leads There's also here. like, but you know, like uh, as we're fleshing out the character of Butcher, the fact that he has fucked so many people, mm-hmm. uh, he made this guy like he, the last time he trusted him, he lost his leg over an incident. So yeah, Marvin and, 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 uh, uh Butcher and Huey saying, oh, you can trust where like that, that just how little those words mean and how much actual danger he's probably in for helping the boys.
0: Uh Uh-huh. And how much danger they're probably in for going along with Butcher. Sure. So it kind of works both ways there. Then we see Homelander doing the talk shows uh, to smooth over the Soldier Boy issue. But privately, Homelander questions whether Edgar is trying to fuck with him or maybe Maeve is out to get him. Who knows? Um, He says he can smell Butcher on her, which that's interesting. Uh, Wants to know what they're planning together and he questions whether the relationship was ever real and she says look i've always hated you but more i've pitied you and it, that hurts him definitely but he mm-hmm. plays it off like it's funny and then you know what else? what's also funny black noir puts a bag over her head she's kidnapped
1: yeah, I thought that old that the uh, that pity thing really landed home because he tries to instantly turn it into bravado and like, oh, that's so hilarious. I've I've I it's so funny. I forgot to laugh, Pee Wee Herman type of thing. And he can't really because no. it is it hurt him. It did. It uh, wounded him deep because he thought at yeah. some level there was something. Oh yeah, sure, you might have gotten to sick of my shit eventually, but there had to be something there at start. And her being like, oh yeah, there was hatred Uh and, and, I think and as pity he, as and, he digs further
0: back into his history with everyone, he's finding that no one has ever loved him. He's yeah. always been a monster in everyone's eyes um, or a product. You know, it's there, there is no genuine human connection with him and that is getting to him.
1: And it was, and then that thing is like, you can still feel a little pity towards Homelander because, you know, we heard from the scientist who created him that he was a very dutiful boy who wanted to, people to like him and he wanted to do the right thing. And he was just shaped and molded by a soulless corporation to not be that guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he's been betrayed, but like, you know, it's one your sympathy can only go so far. He's a fucking monster. He needs to be put down. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was, I always get tripped up at the relative power levels of these people because to me, this is like Batman uh, and I know that Black Noir is a little stronger than Batman, but like it feels like Batman black-bagging Wonder Woman. And I'm like, what the fuck? I feel like that she'd break him right. in half. but Because I guess I always thought that she was the second most powerful seven. and mm-hmm. But I guess if uh, uh, Homelander's assisting, maybe you get her into the, the bag. That's
0: what I was thinking, yeah. Black Noir puts the bag on and then Homelander grabs her. Is she still alive? I assume so. I don't know why they wouldn't show her death yeah they it did feel like more of an abduction
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah why well, bag her just to kill her if he wanted to he could just laser her right there true alright Butcher tries to talk Mother's Milk into using V24 to fight Soldier Boy Huey is in but M.M. is out Huey's a little too in for my
1: taste yeah he is a dad wouldn't like it um we have to draw lines and i thought it was a good back and forth butchers saying they don't draw lines and mother's coming back mm-hmm. it's like it's why we have to which is a very real but unsatisfying answer sometimes <laughs> sure <laughs> why do you have to follow the rules even if another side doesn't um, yeah and it's, it's right thing it's to do
0: even more unsatisfying when the other side continues to win and win and win because they don't play by the rules Yeah, and where, you know, where does that break? I don't know. All right, Starlight demands to know what Homelander did with Maeve. Ashley says "Eh, she's at a spa or whatever. She's at a retreat, Um, and she's on digital detox, so she can't talk to her. Starlight tries to talk some sense into her and almost gets through, Mm -hmm. um, and almost gets Maeve's location, but Ashley decides not to help at the last moment. Yep. Yeah. Ashley is definitely afraid of Homelander, but I I don't know really what makes her tick. She's a very bizarre character, right? I mean, she's a survivor first and foremost. Sure, sure. But she has a lot of quirks and a lot of uh, eccentricities that I can't quite get a read
1: on her. I felt like Starlight lost her when... She didn't have any comeback for like, well, I don't even have powers. How the fuck can I help? She's like, well, you just have to be human. That's such a bullshit glib answer for someone who has a lot of power. You know, sure, you're the real hero, Ashley, and she sees right through that, and then she retreats back into you know her pro you know vaught robot mode.
0: Yeah, I suppose. I, I'm. I mean, when she says you just need to be human, she's saying give me the location, right? Just have some empathy.
1: For Maeve here um give me the location and i'll go do the dirty work yeah put put her put her safety and well-being above your own we have no plans to uh-huh. protect you i can't even protect myself but just do it because it's the right thing
0: yeah and she doesn't all right a train's brother nathan apparently will never walk again from his injuries
1: and blue hawk is on the screen talking about antifa few bad Antifa apples rushed him at this community center and he had to mm-hmm. lay down the laws regretful all around broke, broke his heart. Yep. Sure thing, buddy. Uh, Super f- Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> sure.
0: Frenchie ignores a call from Nina while watching movies with Kimiko. Kimiko turns to Frenchie and speaks and he calls the doctors and suddenly a song and dance number starts. And afterward, Frenchie goes to get some coffee and he's grabbed by Nina's goons. I got rhythm.
1: I, I love this. It's super cute. I thought Frenchie and her were very cute in it. I love the heart paddle. The uh, what do you ever call that thing? The the spark, the spark show. The bedpan percussion section. It's extremely well done with all the colors and the nurses' uniforms coordinating and whatnot. Uh, and it's also maximum sad because she kisses Frenchie at the end of this, moved by her hope that she can get a normal life. And he doesn't know how to react and goes, you know, it uh, f- goes in a flight or flight response. And he chooses flight, goes to the coffee machine. You see this goofy smile break over his face because this is what he wants. But from Kamiko's experience, he's just going to have left her at this very vulnerable moment. And sure, that sucks. That sucks. Oh, yeah. Um, Where does the fantasy
0: begin and reality end? Did she actually I don't- speak to him?
1: she might've croaked out a word or two. I don't know. That's a, that's a great question that I was going to ask you. Actually, I think she might've croaked out a word or two, but I think everything from him leaving the bed and excitedly saying, Oh my God, she's talking, she's talking, uh, that like, I don't think he ever left the bed because when she comes out of her reverie, he's still sitting beside her still with the thing in his ear and she's kissing him. So I think it's yeah. kind of, it, you're supposed to understand it's a lot like the piano scene in the very first episode. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's where I but it it could be that she is because I wasn't I'm not exactly sure. I'd much and they might have established this. I've just forgotten. Is she mute because of her mutation or is she mute because of the emotional psychological trauma? I thought it was the latter or is she mute because she was just born that way. I thought Uh, it was
0: the the trauma, um, which in that case, I feel like her speaking is probably fantasy here. It's it's. Her well, realizing a path
1: to normalcy or a path to healing, right? It's it's definitely that. But if it's trauma, like it's uh-huh, is, sure. is it physical trauma or emotional trauma? Because like if the emotion that could be resolved, you know, oh, yeah, um, I thought it was emotional trauma, yeah. Mm. But I could be wrong about that. I'd have to rewatch season two to yeah, really yeah. I felt get like I didn't it. have enough time. I need to go. I, there's a couple episodes I know for a fact I could probably watch the one where she's with her brother to get these answers, and I'm yeah. I'm gonna try to get that in before next week's show.
0: Okay uh crimson countess is running a private online porn chat with seth rogan when she's attacked by super butcher they tie her up and tell her the situation with soldier boy she knew he was in russia um they're using her as bait to get the soldier boy and starlight shows up because mm called her and huey has to explain that he's used v24 again he's in trouble uh, Sir Comes a Lot, 779 here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, an unexpected but welcome cameo from one of the creators of this show, right? Seth, Seth Rogen, yeah. He's at least an EP. I, I think he's a co-creator. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I thought this scene was hilarious and, and fun. Especially supplementing, after her the camera. supplementing her income.
1: Supplementing her income from the sad... Lightly attended shows at Vought World with some good old fashioned uh camming. Sure. Why not? It's it's twenty twenty two. The the way she got tackled mid routine and Seth is just left mm-hmm. <laughs> left to hanging finish. at the scene. Yeah. Uh, By the way, I I did look it up and and uh, Kimiko's mute mute because witnessing her parents be killed was psychologically traumatizing and she's left unable or unwilling to speak. So it is a psychological hang up that could be resolved now that she's not becoming a soup anymore. So. Yeah. Uh,
0: And there is a lot of good stuff, you know, at the end of the scene with Starlight and Huey kind of adding on to their their. Relationship drama here, you know. Huey is is leaving to go with Butcher. um Well, I guess I guess that's the next part of the scene. But we can
1: we can talk yeah, about yeah. There. A, there's a little bit of Soldier Boy getting duct taped to his chair, and uh-huh. there's a little discrepancy of what the boys know about their history versus what she knows. But th- I think they were thinking that Soldier Boy would want to see her because they remain squeezes. Yeah. And it turns out that he just wants revenge. But either way, uh, they just need a big juicy worm for for the big fish they're trying to catch here. And that's what she is.
0: Yeah, I, I figure um, there's probably a lot of anger that maybe she kind of gave him up to the Russians uh, in mm-hmm. that mission
1: in, mm-hmm. in the 70s or whatever. How did he find out? Do you think the Russians eventually told him? Because that's a good question. Why he they? said that throughout the pro- ordeal he held out the hope that she would come and save him but he's since found out oh the legend probably told him oh yeah yeah yeah. that could be it that's probably exactly how how they but but he didn't tell the boys that or maybe I don't know butchers being coy it doesn't really matter because she's going to be mm-hmm. a smoking corpse by the end of this episode and soldier boy is going to be on the loose yeah
0: um, so let's continue on this this scene here. Butcher roofies MM just as Soldier Boys approaching. Butcher offers up Crimson Countess in exchange for a team up. Um, you know I was curious to to know the answer to a question here. What happens if a temporary soup somebody who's taken V twenty four gets hit with Soldier Boys beam?
1: Well, it doesn't seem Think like they're it, just it, depowered. Uh, yeah i would think so or they pr- probably get injured like Kamiko does if you get blown through because but that's a question is like did, would Kamiko have been hurt if she wasn't blown through a rebar reinforced concrete wall like if he just hit her with that um, blast? although no we like 190 people died and that's new york square when superboy went off so it's a lethal yeah, but they're
0: normal people I, it's
1: lethal damage it, it probably depends on what your power is how strong you are you know yeah, the thing I want to say it does for sure is depowers a soup. Yeah. And but for how long? Because it's it's so wild because mm-hmm. I just hap- I just coincidentally rewatched the entire X-Men trilogy. And the v- X the, the third X-Men has a plot where there's a mutant whose mutant abilities are to cancel other mutations out mm-hmm. and there is a government official who's refined that and has put it into like a dart so they can depower mutants. Um and uh, they do that to Magneto. And by the end of the show, he's getting his powers back a little bit. I wonder if is this a a panacea? Like you get hit by it and you're just no longer a soup, or is it like suppress your powers for a certain time, like the X the X Men plot? Um, I think the more interesting option is to go with the latter,
0: um, especially as it relates yeah. to Kamiko, because if she can start to deal with some of her trauma by not having sure. superpowers, and then they start to creep back in. Well, that's a do? whole yeah.
1: extra layer to that onion. Plus, it doesn't resolve the tension we have in that 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 butcher and Maeve. The, fi- the idea, like, I don't want Starlight Starlight to have to go away. I don't necessarily. I don't want Mave to have to go away. I want them to be able to live in our society. If you had an ability to just hit somebody with something and they're no longer super anymore, but they're otherwise fine, resolve a lot of that tension. So I, I kind sure. of, I'm kind of on the like, her powers are probably going to slowly come back. And
0: the final chunk of this scene here is Soldier Boy going into Crimson's trailer. She tries to apologize for giving him up to the Russians, but it's too big a betrayal. So he blows her up and her trailer with her. Uh, afterward, Huey explains to Starlight their plan to use Soldier Boy as a weapon against Homelander, claiming he's doing it for her. You know, whatever it takes. Starlight asks him to not go with Butcher or uh, Soldier and Soldier Boy there, and he goes anyway. Yep. That's what happened. Yeah, you and me against the world and then Butcher beckons him and he goes. He abandons her. Yeah. Yeah, you and me against the world, huh? Well she told
1: him she did tell him to go. I think I just man. No, I thought she asked him not to go. No, I thought she told him at the end to go. Maybe maybe mid uh I, either way. Huh. Um Either way the, the 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 resolution is the same. I do you want to see them get back together? I've kind of been always anti
0: Yeah, I've never really been anti. I don't dislike them together. I just don't know why the bond needs is is gonna be stronger than his actions here. Mm. I can't I can't really see it.
1: I, I, even, I even said that like I was kind of excited for them to you know that they both learned a lot last season and Huey saying that he needs time to himself and then mm-hmm. uh, him reversing that like I thought that would have been smart for him because I do think he uh, yeah I did I just know he was susceptible to doing some shit like this that he hadn't fully internalized those lessons and I feel like he's learned stuff but maybe he needs to go on and practice those things in a new relationship because I just don't see how they come back from uh, yeah, another round of his betrayals and lies and bullshit. And I mean, if he can save her somehow, right? Do the thing he says he's trying to do. I I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And it's hard to to shut off caring about someone with a light switch like that. So, yeah. And they're young. I'm being maybe a little bit hard on them. But fuck, I hate Huey. <laughs> and the monster man and him, his big uh-huh. Frankenstein run off into the night that he did here with pitchforks and villagers chasing him. It's just uh, no bueno. And what they do to like again, what they do to mother's milk here is also unforgivable. I I I question how the boys go forward. Like it almost feels like butchers going into a terminal phase. Yeah. Like uh, he might not make it out of the season.
0: Yeah, I think, I think how the boys is- are going into a terminal phase, right? I mean, Frenchie wants to escape with Kimiko um, to a new life. Yeah, Butcher's going off the deep end. Um, Huey and Starlight are breaking up. It's yeah, th- there's a lot of chaos in the ranks here.
1: Maybe the boys is a lot like the X-Men where you have like a it's more of a ro- revolving rotating list that there's maybe a few core characters that are always there. But, you know, like the... F- Mm-hmm. The X-Men roster changes unrecognizably every 10 years or so. So I wonder if they do that in the comics. Again, I'm completely, and I'm not looking for the answer, by the way. I'm not looking for someone that knows to be like, ha ha, this is what they do. But it seems like Butcher is on a terminal storyline, you know? Mm-hmm. And then maybe, like, and I wonder if you, if you kill Butcher, does the core Mother's Milk, Frenchie, Kamiko, Huey, core stay... To intact. I feel like it does. I feel like they forgive Huey because this is really the first time they screwed him and he would have never done this had Butcher not gone off the the deep end with the 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 temp V. So but keeping Butcher around, like I if I'm Marvin, I hate this motherfucker. He's joining with the people that killed my family. That'd be like if Marvin would sided uh with Homelander in a previous season to get something that he wanted done. Like, yep. this is his Homelander, this this, this soldier boy guy, and mm-hmm. I don't see how, and, and the fact that they lie to him, and milk him for his contacts, and his information, and then completely sideline him, because he doesn't want to cross lines explicitly, that's the reason you give, like, oh, mate, we're gonna to have to cross some lines, and this is the first one, it's you, you're the line, I'm crossing you. Like, get the fuck out of here, butcher.
0: Yeah. No, it's, it, this is an interesting episode. I feel like part of this episode being the way it is is to make us take our eyes off of Newman which is a wild card here we hadn't talked about her a whole fucking episode right and I, I think like we're all gung home about the soldier boy thing I think I can see it the soldier boy stuff rounding into the shape that I kind of guessed at last episode where they're going to depower Homelander and then you're going to have a battle for his soul instead of the mm. physical battle you think you're going to have um but this wild card of Newman, when she she now has information that says maybe Huey wasn't as bad off as he as she thought. And he's been lying about it and why. And he was acting weird. And she could be on to the fact that Huey knows who she is. And how does that affect the plan with Soldier Boy? I, I think they're intentionally diverting our, our attention.
1: Yeah, you might be right. She might be like the ultimate big bad. Uh, cause like they, they they she was an afterthought. Like she was mentioned once, and Huey like was saying, "This is the weapon that's going to kill Homelander and maybe Newton." You know, like y- yeah, you yeah. might be right. You might be onto something. That sounds that's that's got some that's got some legs. As yeah, we'll say. see how
0: it plays out. But I, I've got my eye on it. They haven't distracted me too much.
1: Uh, but that's the episode. That's why you're the glue that holds the podcast together. <laughs> Yes. Uh, (laughs) So we uh, again, we're recording a lot of some of these in advance um, and we know people haven't seen them yet. So there's not much to react to. Uh, If we get a substantial amount of feedback, we will probably do a midweek feedback episode for the boys at some point else. We'll hold the feedback until a future episode where we can talk about it at length. Uh, it just depends on how much we get. If you'd like to send in some takes for the boys, it's DHS, stands for Department of Homelander Security at baldmove.com. DHS at baldmove.com. Delta Hotel Sierra at baldmove.com. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing your thoughts. We're gonna find out what is going on with the Soldier Boy, Butcher, Huey, Monster Man team up. Going to find out how Starlight is going to continue to fend off Homelander. Uh, We're going to see how Ashley continues to be the cockroach that rises to the top of the rubble pile. Find out how all is resolved next week. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. Later.